Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Tuesday, January 7th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the 2020 legislative session begins today. We take a look at what members of the House hope to accomplish this year. Then a special report on the prison crisis. And among the 25 new members of the state House being sworn in, seven are women. We speak with two of them. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Today marks the start of the 2020 Mississippi Legislative Session, with newly elected lawmakers joining those returning for the new four-year term. Incoming Governor, Republican Tate Reeves, says he'll be working with the legislature on issues that include workforce development and education. Well, we're going to focus on continuing to grow Mississippi's economy through uh, investments in workforce development and workforce training. Uh, we're going to continue to focus on improving educational outcomes uh, for our students. Uh, we're going to invest in teacher pay raises. Uh, we increased teacher pay by $1,500 per uh, year last year, uh, and I've proposed a $4,300 additional increase in teacher pay. And we look forward to uh, working with the legislature to uh, get those uh, proposals enacted. Reeves will be sworn in as the 65th governor of the state of Mississippi next week. Philip Gunn is returning to Capitol Hill with a number of goals in mind for the session as well as the four-year term. The Republican speaker tells MPB's Desiree Frazier growing the state's economy is at the top of his list. Well, there are no, quite a number of things we'd like to accomplish over the next uh year and and four years looking at a a new term i think jobs would have to be probably the number one priority in mississippi and i um, say that just because there's a whole lot of things that tie into that but uh, economic prosperity of the state is always an important consideration during the election cycle as we campaigned this last year that was a repeated theme as you talk to citizens, you talk to leaders around the state, everybody's concerned about jobs. That includes, you know, under that umbrella, you would have workforce development, more of a focus on workforce development. I had a summit last April or May that focused on workforce development. I had another summit in December that focused on brain drain, trying to keep our best and brightest here and attract the best and brightest from other states and give them a reason to to come to want to live in Mississippi. Uh, Education is is tied up into that, of course, uh, K-12 and IHL education. So when you talk about job creation, you're talking about giving people skills and education and the training that they need to secure that job. 
and in, and in the creation of jobs. As we've said before, the government is not the creator of jobs. We like to create an environment where the private sector can create the jobs. So those are kind of the just the broad general terms, the things that are driving policy for the next year and four years. You support teacher pay raises. We always looking for ways to get our teachers more. No doubt about that. Uh, there's no way we can pay them what they're worth. They do a fantastic job. I uh, would like to commend them also on the um, great results that we've seen over the last three or four years. Our graduation rates have improved. Our third grade reading scores have improved. I think we led the nation in the NAEP scores this year. Uh, so those are all to be commended, the teachers are to all be commended for those achievements. We're always looking for ways to try to get them more. Obviously, that's a function of dollars. We have a lot of considerations that we have to to uh, put out there. You know, we're already putting 54% of our money towards education-related expenses. That's K-12 and IHL. Uh, as you know, we have a tremendous crisis in the corrections arena right now. We've got to look at how to address that. Um, Health care is also another consideration, a lot of discussion there about a variety of different things. So those are all issues that I think we're going to be focused on. Philip Gunn, a Republican from Clinton, serves as Speaker of the House. Chris Bell of Hines County is another returning lawmaker. The second-term Democrat emphasizes teacher pay raises and infrastructure are his top priorities. Here he is with our Desiree Frazier. First and foremost is going to be teacher pay raise that has been proposed by the Republicans uh, that we as Democrats have been pushing for the last 10 to 15 years, uh, trying to get our teachers paid, increasing pay, as well as uh, having us higher standards of our education system in the state of Mississippi. Uh, Secondly, we're going to deal with the infrastructure needs for our uh, roads and bridges, as there has been a proposal for an increase in the gas tax. Uh, the secretary, I'm sorry, the new incoming lieutenant governor, Deborah Hoseman, has stated that he was against an overall uh, gas tax increase, but put it on local uh, local county, counties, which would also be a problem because you'll have some counties that will be willing to have an increase and those that won't. And you still create the same problems and issues that you're having before. So how would you, is it possible to get a gas tax passed? It's possible. It's very possible. Uh, The citizens of the state of Mississippi understand that it's critical to have their roads and bridges repaired. Uh, If we're going to have any new businesses coming in, we're going to have to have great infrastructure for those businesses to come in. So it's a no-brainer to increase the gas tax. As has been said to me, it hadn't been increased since 1986. Well, Republicans have touted the fact that now there is a lottery, and that's something that has bipartisan support, and there will be money from the lottery going to roads and bridges. So is that enough? It's not enough. We can't depend on uh, the lottery to give us anything. Uh, as we all know, uh, people do not start going to buy lottery tickets until the amount is increased significantly. Uh, we can still go out and take the, the $500,000 that they've collected so far or more and put them towards roads and bridges, but that's not enough to repair. We've got a crisis in the prisons. What do you propose that the legislature do to begin to tackle this serious issue? Uh, First and foremost, we're going to have to give them the amount of money that they need. Uh, As the former commissioner, Policia Hall, had requested several years since I've been here, I know she's requested monies that for some reason have been cut out of her budget. 
That's the first and foremost. Second, it has to gain control of those prisons. Uh, I'm not familiar about everything that's going on inside, but what I've been reading on the Internet as well as through Twitter and various resources, outlets rather, uh, it's dire straits down there, and they need some relief quick. Would you support uh, salary increases and money spent on infrastructure at the prisons? Oh, 100%. 100%. It's needed. And on health care, I understand that um, the hospital association is going to be putting forth a Medicaid reform bill to get more people covered. I've heard that as well, but I will not place any faith in hospital association doing such a thing. They've had the opportunity to speak out on uh, expanding Medicaid for years, uh, and they have remained silent. So until I hear it and see it, then I'll believe it. Any bills that you're putting forth um, that are important to mention? Uh, Well, a couple. um, Doing a state act, smart state act, which would provide monies to different counties and cities to utilize smart technology to increase or save money on infrastructure, uh, crime prevention, and things of that nature. Uh, One of my other bills that I pushed in that I put in last year as well uh, is a mobile unit for the uh, homeless to have their clothes washed and for them to take a shower. Uh, You may have heard someone this year has done something similar to it. Uh, I'm still pushing that bill so the Department of Public Health, uh, School of Public Health, I'm sorry, JSU, can take control over that and have a better uh, footprint in the city of Jackson with respect to our homeless. Chris Bell, a Democrat, represents House District 65. The new legislature retains its Republican majority in both chambers. The House will convene with 25 new members, eight of whom are Democrats. The Senate will welcome 14 new members, where two are Democrats. This year's session is scheduled to last five months and end Sunday, May 10th. Coming up, a special report on the prison crisis. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. What are the top 10 ways to listen to MPB Think Radio? Number 10, the iHeartRadio app. Number 9, TuneIn Radio. Number 8, Amazon Alexa. Number 7, Google Home. Number 6, Deezer. What's a Deezer? Number 5, Spotify. Number 4, Stitcher. Number 3, YouTube. To listen to a radio station? Yeah, all the kids do that now. Number 2, Apple. And the number one way to listen to MPB Think Radio? The MPB Public Media app. Free in the iTunes and Google Play Store. What about just over the radio in the car? Yeah, you can do that too. Ready for a new year? This season of Fit to Eat, we'll be cooking up lots of healthy and delicious dishes to get you started out on the right foot. We'll travel to farms all across the state and have some great conversations with a new guest every episode. Registered dietitian Rebecca Turner is back with kitchen hacks and recipe ideas that you've got to try for yourself. It's going to be a great year, so tune in. Join Chef Rob Stinson on the new season of Fit to Eat, premiering January 18th on MPB-TV. This is Mississippi Edition on MPV Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Families of prisoners in the Mississippi State Penitentiary at Parchman say they're worried about their loved ones after a recent string of fatal fights among inmates. As MPB's Ashley Norwood reports, state prison systems remain on lockdown. In the last week, five inmates have been killed and several injured by other inmates during major disturbances at prisons in Mississippi. 
Three of the deaths occurred at Parchment, where two prisoners escaped over the weekend. Both escapees have since been caught. At a recent press event, a reporter asked Governor Phil Bryant who's responsible for what's happening in Mississippi's prisons. He says, The inmates, the inmates are the ones that take each other's lives. The inmates are the one that fashion weapons uh, out of metal. The inmates are the one that, uh, that do the damage to the, to the very uh, rooms that they are living in. In a press release, Mississippi Department of Corrections outgoing Commissioner Policia Hall says investigators have been pursuing leads to determine what sparked the violence, confirming that some disturbances were gang-related. Lisa Graybill is the deputy legal director of the Southern Poverty Law Center. She says the reason you see gangs operating prisons isn't necessarily because the inmates are violent. And you see that a number of the folks who have died were incarcerated for nonviolent offenses. It is because in a vacuum of leadership, gangs will battle for that control because someone is going to run the facility. And at the end of the day, that is absolutely the government's job. The government's just failing spectacularly to do so. The Department of Corrections is referring to this unrest as trying times. But for families of individuals incarcerated in Mississippi's prison systems, it's especially difficult. Dora Wolf of Terry says she's been on edge since Parchman locked down more than a week ago. Her son is currently an inmate. It has really been just horrifying for me because I'm afraid of him getting killed there. Wolf says she can't help but think about the time her son was almost fatally stabbed at another facility last year before he was transferred to Parchment. During the lockdown, visitors aren't allowed to see their loved ones. Wolf says it's even been difficult to call and confirm her son is unharmed. He was able to place a call to me to let me know that he was okay. But he said that it's been terrible up there. He said the environment is terrible. It's just a bad atmosphere for him and I'd be so glad when he come home. Mississippi lawmakers will gavel into a new legislative session today. Christopher Bell is the Democratic representative from Jackson. He says prison officials have warned legislators for a while that they needed money to hire more guards and pay them better or else the state's prison system could experience such turmoil. First and foremost, we're going to have to give them the amount of money that they need. Uh, as the former commissioner, Policia Hall, had requested several years since I've been here, I know she's requested monies that for some reason have been cut out of her budget. That's the first and foremost. Second, it has to gain control of those prisons. Republican Tate Reeves is completing his second term as lieutenant governor. The governor-elect will be sworn in January 14th. We're certainly going to be continuing to look at opportunities uh, to invest. Um, Mississippi's uh, tax dollars in a responsible and, and uh, an appropriate way, and so that's what we're going to do. Salaries for Mississippi Department of Corrections prison guards start at just over $25,000. Ashley Norwood, MPB News. Coming up, among the 25 new members of the State House being sworn in, seven are women. We speak with two of them. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. COBRA, NASDAQ, HELOC. What do these terms mean? Learn about the alphabet of financial acronyms from our CFA professionals on the next Money Talks. Send your email questions now to money at mpbonline.org. Listen over your smart speaker, your radio at home, or your computer at work. Join us at 9 a.m. right after Mississippi Edition. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. 
25 new legislators will join the State House of Representatives this term. Seven of those new members are women. Zakia Summers is a Democrat representing House District 68, which includes West Jackson, South Jackson, Byram, and Terry. She tells MPB's Ashley Norwood what compelled her to run for office. I ran for this position because I knew that in order for me to see the change that I wanted to see for Mississippi, I had to be a player in the game. I had to join the arena. I've been um, a part of the policy table from an advocacy perspective, um, but I wanted to to uh, get in the game and 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 really have a permanent seat at the table when it comes to uh, instituting policy change so that we can see some systemic change across the state of Mississippi. What are some issues that you would like to focus on specifically starting in the new session? We have a lot of issues in Mississippi that we need to uh, do some work on, but primarily um, I believe that if we focus on about five issues that we can help move Mississippi forward. And those issues include education, of course. It all begins with education, um, our infrastructure and economic uh, improvement throughout the state, criminal justice reform, health care, and voting rights. So those are the issues that I campaigned on. Um, that agenda was informed by my constituency, um, what they felt was most important to them. And so those are the priorities that we're going to be looking at um, over the next four years. How does it feel to be a black woman, uh, a part of that by, there, it's not many women, period, let alone black women, but um, do you feel like your presence here could make a difference? Walking into this Capitol, um, walking into that chamber, seeing my name up on the board as I pass by portraits of old white men, and knowing where the state of Mississippi is as a black woman, as a mother of three black sons, it's a very overwhelming experience. And I truly feel so blessed and so grateful and so thankful to the people who put me in this position. And I just thank God for ordering my steps and allowing me to have such an opportunity as this, I think it is imperative that we have black women in these seats because we bring a totally different perspective um, and we bring ideas and I'm just so excited to be here. Are there any um, thoughts or proposals you've already heard from uh, whether it's Speaker Gunn or our Lieutenant Governor or Governor-elect that you uh, would challenge? I'm not sure yet what I'm going to challenge. I have heard that there's going to be some talks about health care expansion and what that plan looks like. Um, I've also been made aware that there's going to be conversations about a gas tax and how that could help to fund um, infrastructure improvement, which we so badly need. Are you in favor of the gas tax? Um, at this point, I am not in favor of the gas tax. Um, I don't think that that should be the finale to how we raise money for our infrastructure because I look at it this way. Um, my mom's family is from Jefferson Davis County from the Prentice area. 
And I think about folks who live down in South Mississippi or other parts of Mississippi that may be traveling, for instance, to Kenton to work at Nissan. They're going to shoulder a heavy burden um, if that gas tax is put into place. So with the the salary that they're making, most of that is going to go towards just trying to get to work. And I don't believe that working families should carry that much of a burden when it comes to our infrastructure. I think that we should be looking at more equitable ways um, to fund what we need to fix our roads, highways, and our bridges. Zakia Summers represents House District 68. Dana Underwood-McLean chose to run partly due to her concerns regarding Mississippi's educational system. The Republican from Columbus also believes the lawmaking body needs the perspective she and her other female members bring, as she tells our Ashley Norwood. I'm a, a native of Columbus, grew up, went to public school there. Then after college, I went away, like so many other young people do. And uh, I moved back about five years ago, bringing a 15-year-old daughter. And I was looking at public school and where she might go. And it had changed a lot since I was in public school in Mississippi. So I was concerned. And I started attending town forums and just to try to find out why things were not like they were when I was growing up, and I was disappointed. Never run for public office before. It's all new to me, but I was passionate about education. Um, So that's why I decided to run. I heard my predecessor speak and also other representatives that are in my general area, and it just seemed like there were other priorities that there were not priorities on education. So that's what I ran on. And being brand new, I I decided to qualify the last day uh, before the deadline and drove to Jackson and signed up. So you talked about education. Are there any other issues or or, um, conversations you hope to see unfold in the legislative session that you will be supporting? Well, I would really like to see us focus on our infrastructure as well, roads and bridges. I do know that uh, we have had funding for that. I believe that that needs to be a focus. I, for one, uh, feel that we need to maybe research the gas tax and see if we can uh, more evenly distribute um, that responsibility. So you are in favor of the gas tax? I am. I am in favor of it. I sure am. Anything else you want to add? Your hopes or your concerns? Well, I would really like to see more women in the legislature. We have different perspectives on issues, and I feel like we just need more women from Mississippi. Mississippi is 50th out of 50 states as far as the percentage of female legislators. Um, Before this election, there were less than 14% females in the Mississippi legislature. So uh, I'd like to uh, set an example and uh, reach out to those that may have an interest that feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. You can. It can be done. If I can do it, others can do it as well. So... Dana Underwood-McLean represents House District 39. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. 
Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.